Hello and thank you for listening today to the Crossroads Baptist Church Radio Ministry. Today we're going to be looking at a topic of quitting. I know that doesn't sound really happy or really joyous, but I hope it'll be a blessing to you to consider what we're looking at uh, this morning together. Uh, Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you for the encouragement we can find in your word. Lord, I hope that this morning will be a blessing to folks, maybe conviction, maybe encouragement, whatever is needed. Lord, we trust that with you. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So before we begin, I want to lay out some some factual things for you. Chronologically, in case you didn't know, uh, the Word of God is, is not always laid out in chronological order. Uh, it is perfect and is laid out exactly how God wants it to be laid out. But it is important to study to show yourself approved unto God, as the Bible says. And, and so chronologically, the, the, the book of Colossians was written, most say, between 62 and 63 AD. Same with the book of Philemon. And then the book of 2 Timothy was written around 66 AD. So, so four, three or four years after those two books were written. Now, this matters because we're going to look at a specific person. And that person is mentioned three times in God's word, once in each of those books. And uh, it's important to see the progression of that person's life. In Colossians 4, verse 14, the Bible says, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. In Philemon, uh, verse 24, the Bible says, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. So this, this Demas is familiar with or part of the ministry of the Apostle Paul. He He's giving greetings in Colossians. He is... Uh, giving he's mentioned in Philemon as a fellow laborer with the Apostle Paul, somebody who's working with him in the ministry. But then we come to Second Second Timothy, chapter four and verse number ten, and the Bible says, "For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia." So three to four years removed from being called a fellow laborer of Paul, the Apostle. We find writing here, Demas hath forsaken me. Why? Well, he answers that question. He says, having loved this present world. We are all tempted in one way or another at one time or another to go back to the world. Or perhaps you didn't even go to the world. Maybe you stay and you just quit praying like you used to. Maybe you stay in church, but you just quit Wednesday night services. Perhaps you stay, but you just quit caring about your fellow believers and and checking in on them, seeing how they're doing. Maybe you just kind of lax on your devotions and you're starting to quit on God slowly but surely. I want you to look with me at some companions of the Apostle Paul. First place we're going to turn in the Word of God today is 1 Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter number 1 and verse number 19. The Bible says here, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. So Hymenaeus and Alexander uh, lost their faith, became blasphemers. In Second Timothy, chapter number one, and verse number, uh, starting in verse number thirteen, the Bible says, "Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep, keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us." This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelius and Hermogenes. So Phygelius and Hermogenes have turned away from Paul. Hymenaeus and Alexander have become blasphemers. 
And then in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 15, 2 Timothy 2, 15, the Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some." And so all these different people that are listed, there are six different people listed in, in the books, the letter epistles of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, that Paul says, these are people that have turned away. These are people that have lost their faith. These are people that have quit and, and left the ministry. They've, they've preached false doctrines. They've overthrown the faith of others. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of negative in the ministry of Paul. That's a lot of opportunities for Paul to get discouraged. I want you to notice in every instance that Paul mentions of men who strayed away from the faith, it's never one man. It's always a pair. If you leave, if you leave the church, if you leave the faith, if you say, I'm done with this, I, I don't care what God has done for me, I don't care what God, uh, the bless, about the blessings of God anymore in my life, I'm going to just quit on God you're probably not going to be alone in that. But if you plant your feet on God's word and take a stand and keep in the battle and decide I'm going to stay with this fight, I'm going to stay reading my Bible, I'm going to keep doing my devotions, I'm going to keep witnessing, I'm going to do all I can to serve my God no matter what happens, no matter who says what or does what to me, God is worth me serving him. Just as with the other way, you may encourage somebody to stay in the battle with you. I think of faithful men who faded away and out of church. And I could just picture God in heaven looking down and saying, don't quit. Don't quit. I know that church member hurt you. I know that preacher hurt you. People hurt my son too. I know the world mocks you. They mocked my son too. I know Christian life can be hard, but isn't my son's sacrifice worth putting up with the mockery? Isn't his sacrifice worthy of your faithfulness? Stop looking at the people and the circumstances and the sorrows that make you want to quit and look up. God is still there. He's still on the throne. He has not let you down. He still loves you. He still cares. Don't quit. There is an important battle raging today, and so many Christians are bowing out of the fight. A lot of people are out of church today because mankind is just as imperfect as they are, and they blame God for that. Well, somebody said something about me I didn't like. Somebody made fun of me. The preacher did this. The Sunday school teacher did that. That's not God. You may say, well, I'm listening to this broadcast today. Maybe I even attend church. I haven't quit. That may be true, but remember David's brothers before David fought Goliath? They were at the battle. They were where soldiers ought to be, but they weren't in the fight. Worse than that, they were discouraging and insulting the one man who stood up and said, you can't talk about my God that way, you dirty Philistine dog. They were there, but they weren't fighting. They were watching, but they never got to stand on top of a giant, cut his head off, deliver it to the king, and say, hey, problem solved. We say, well, I'll never quit. That'll never be me. I'm sure Demas probably said that as well, so what can we do? What can we do to ensure that we don't end up like Demas, a has-been Christian? 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, the Bible says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went on before thee, that thou mightest war a good warfare, holding faith 
and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. You need to hold on to your faith. You need to war a good warfare. Keep in mind the effect of one decision, whether bad or good. Think about the the good and positive effect of one decision. One witness, one track handed to a lost person, one encouraging letter sent to a missionary. You have no idea how much God could use just one thing that you do for him in obedience to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. God can do that and take with that and make so much out of it if you'll just put on your armor of God and get in the battle. What can we do to not end up like Demas? Hold our faith. War good warfare. Also, 2 Timothy 1 and verse number 13, the Bible says, Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and in love, which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. We need to hold fast to sound doctrine. Though the winds of change come and go and cultures change and people's opinions change, you need to hold fast to what the Word of God says what the Word of God teaches. Last thing, if you don't want to end up like Demas, remember this, 2 Timothy 2, verse 17 through 19, the Bible says, And their word will eat us, doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, we talked about this already, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, even though they've done this, he says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It's a blessing to know that no matter what the enemy does, no matter who quits, the foundation of God stands sure. Now, let's go back to considering Demas here. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 10 We'll read a little further this time. The Bible says, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed into Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. And Tychius have I sent to Ephesus. So, so here we see that Demas may have forsaken Paul, but Timothy is still in the fight. Mark is on his way. Luke is still there. Tychius is on the missions field. And, and best of all, best of all, look with me at, at the same passage, 2 Timothy chapter 4, but skip down to verse 16. The Bible says, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. (laughs) I love that little extra there. Oh, by the way, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. But Paul says, even when all my fellow laborers forsook me, even when I got to town and preached the word and everyone turned their back, I mean, think about the ministry of Apostle Paul, how many times he was beaten, how many times he was imprisoned, how many times he was cast out of the city I don't know about you, but there's a point in time when you'd be tempted to say, you know what, the cost is a little high here. Paul said, when I started preaching in Asia, everyone forsook me except the Lord. Paul didn't give up. Timothy didn't give up. Paul didn't give up. Don't you give up. Don't give up on your prayer life. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your rebellious children that are living away from God. Don't give up on God's people that sometimes can be an annoyance and a bother just like you can. We may not have it all together. We may get things wrong from time to time. 
But it's so much better to be in the battle, to be in the church house, to be involved, to have fellow believers that you care about than to be a used-to-be Christian. Well, he used to come to nursing home service and help. He used to have church people over to his home for fellowship. He used to hit the altar and beg God to use him, but not anymore. Don't give up. Victory is right around the corner. Jesus is coming back. The captain of our salvation will return, and by the grace of God, he will turn and find us in the fight. Now, one last thing I want, I want to mention here today is 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 16. The Bible says, The Lord give mercy unto the house of Winesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. You may say, Pastor Jeff, you know, I'm not on the edge of quitting today. I'm in the fight. I understand all this. I'm, I'm with you. But someone you know might be. People don't tend to give a two-week notice to their church friends. Hey, I'm discouraged. I'm about to quit. I'm just one more whisper behind my back away from just giving up on God and giving up on my faith and giving up on, on church. I'm just one more discouragement away from just quitting forever sometimes you have no idea what somebody is going through you have no idea the hurt that somebody has has experienced or that maybe you have caused unintentionally what can we do to make sure that not just ourselves but others stay in the fight we need to be refreshing to our fellow believers We need to not just sit by and watch people fade away. You say, well, it's awkward to call and tell somebody, hey, you've been out of church for a while. Isn't that bothering them? I'd rather somebody be bothered and know that somebody cares about them than for the church people to just abandon them. When, when I fall, I want somebody to say, hey, you've fallen. Let me help you up. I don't, I don't want to slap their hand away and say, no, I didn't. I didn't fall down. I just gracefully sat. I want somebody to be there that cares enough about me to say, hey, you've fallen a little bit. You need, you need to help up. You need a hand. Don't be so concerned with how somebody's going to respond that you refuse to do the right thing. Show them that you care. Be a refresher. Call them. Check on them. Encourage them. Sometimes all it takes to keep a Christian from quitting is one church member who cares.